Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, the inimitable, Chris oh, Wedler. I'm inimitable. Yeah, you've, yeah, okay. you've kind of come up in the ranks there to great. inimitable now. Also joining us is one of the uh, great street ministers and one of the great comedians around. <laughs> he really is ultra-talented. Aaron Alford. Aaron, Hi. welcome to us. And got a special guest we're going to introduce to you in just a couple of minutes. Before we do that, though, with all the stuff that's uh, going around in our world today, I want to stop in and visit with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs for this reminder. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1996, Sudan. Philip is taken to a military barracks along with 35 other Christians. For 11 days, he and several others are bound, beaten, and burned as government soldiers try to convert them to Islam. Refusing to deny their faith in Christ, many die from the extreme torture. Finally, Philip is released. But still he carries the scars from the burning log pressed against his chest. He survived the torture by praying, God, I will never forget you. I know you are with me. Philip offered his body as a burnt offering to the Lord, and he lived to tell the story. Are you a Jesus freak? For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And back with you here on Lighthouse Live. Again, welcome to the network. Great to have you with us. And just a reminder, friends, especially if you're in California Central Valley, we'd love to connect you with the needs of the community. So important that the church as a whole get out of the four walls of our homes, of our buildings, into the community to connect with the people in need and build relationships. Great way to do that is meeting their felt needs. Seems like Chris Jesus did something along those lines, I think, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, healing, uh, providing food. Anyway, love to have the opportunity to connect you with some of those opportunities to serve. You can go to our website at vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. And um, check on the Meet a Need Today tab, and it'll take you to our uh, website. And any given day, Chris, there's between... I don't know, 250 to 400 opportunities to serve on any given day. And I know that you put a lot of those up on our website as well uh, in terms of our Facebook and social media. Yeah, folks can follow us on Facebook for uh, uh, twice weekly postings of community needs. Uh, Also on Twitter, Advancing Vibrant Communities. Great. Remember, it's uh, vibrantcommunities.org and just click on that tab that says 
meet a need today. Well, Chris, introduce us to our very special guest tonight. Well, I'm uh, happy to uh, let everybody know that my friend John Wason from uh, Youth with a Mission in Canada, he uh, and his family live in Victoria, British Columbia, mm. on Vancouver Island, uh, is here in Modesto this week, and I uh, thought it would be good to have him down for a, a conversation about what he does and uh, the uh, the things in his life that... Uh, have led him to uh, express God's word through creativity, and so he's uh, he's with a uh, well. His ministry is called Word to Life Theater Arts, mm. and uh, what John does is take uh, the um, uh, the text of Scripture and brings them to life for uh, audiences and churches and groups and uh, theaters and all kinds of stuff. So, welcome, John. Great. Thank you. It's great to be here, Chris. Thank you. Great to have you. First of all, what what brought you into this whole world of bringing the words of Scripture to life? You know, I for me, I just realized I was uh, sitting one day, and uh, I can't remember whether it was specifically uh, during a church service, and someone was speaking, and uh, I realized that when uh, when they were telling uh, stories, I was a lot more uh, engaged and a lot more drawn in and uh and then if they were just maybe sharing information or kind of talking at me uh I wasn't as engaged and so um I felt hey I'd love to tell stories that engage people uh what I would like to hear so I kind of share what I would like to hear and that's sort of what launched me into doing what I do so what did you start with out of curiosity where where did you begin with that process Boy, I, I was part of, of uh, Youth of the Mission, YWAM, in Canada at the time. And uh, the grouping of, of people that uh, that uh, both Chris and Aaron and I were, were working with, uh, there were a lot of artists that were there. And so there was a lot of, uh, of uh, rich things that were taking place in, in music, uh, worship, um, in theater, in, in movement, in dance and in in classical mime theater as well and uh, so i was uh, i had an opportunity to to be a, a student in a 3 month uh, training program that Youth with a Mission was running and what was at that time called Arts and Arts and Ministry. And so I studied uh, classical mime under a professional mime theater artist from Great Britain. And uh, that kind of opened the door to me to keep doing what I'm doing now. So a lot of talent here around the table. <laughs> as, as I mentioned, Aaron, and if you've never seen Aaron, <laughs> oh, no. uh, do, do, uh, do, and he does characters just... <laughs> Absolutely incredibly. And of course, Chris, you know, multi-talented, great musician and, and composer and, mm. and arranger and, and now John with, with your, what was God doing up there in Canada? Was there something in the water that just brought you guys together and, and gave you these gifts? What, how, how did God bring all you guys together? Well, it cer- certainly it was, uh, it, it, it was, a vision that uh, uh, of the people that had uh, been drawn to that particular place where we were in Ontario and Canada in in Cambridge, Ontario, to start a work that had a particular uh, arts focus, and and so yeah, I think it did it did kind of the, the the it drew people in from all over the world who had a a heart and a vision and a, uh, a, a 
talent in the performing arts mm-hmm. and uh, and so it did create kind of this atmosphere where uh, where there was a lot of stuff that was happening and uh, even if it was in an area and a discipline that uh, was maybe not your gifting you certainly were influenced by by seeing what others were doing in in through movement or there was a, a synergy that was there was a synergy absolutely <clears throat> yeah we had uh, uh, musicians we had fine artists there was a uh, our friend Paulo was a painter okay. and from uh, Brazil. Uh, yes. Other people that were doing things like that. Dancers. Uh, our, actually, our, as a community, our worship times were uh, quite expressive, <laughs> <laughs> quite different. Uh, we would meet together on uh, Monday mornings or one of the Wednesday mornings, I think, in a big gymnasium, and this uh, arts community would gather together for uh, worship, and uh, it would be. Uh, all kinds of different expressions happening. Mm-hmm. It was, so it was a really neat time. And it, it, that's the time when we all, all met one another. And, uh, it's been neat to see over the years that relationship continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been able to host John to this community, uh, for, I don't know, what trip is this? It's, so this, it's been a while since you've been here, but. Yeah, I, this is my, probably my sixth trip, but it has been a f- couple of years. Be- yeah, since I was able to come one. down. That's right. Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of had an artistic Pentecost up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know, I think I think part of it was that within within Youth of the Mission and that particular community we were a part of, uh, there was that real sense of. Um, People simply wanting to be obedient to what God had called them to. And, uh, and certainly there were those that had a specific arts vision. And then there were others that, that really just love the Lord and, and were involved in other areas of, of ministry as well. Uh, but, but within seeking to be obedient to what God has kind of placed within us. And, and again, that richness that was around us, that as Aaron mentioned, that kind of synergy, then I think that did kind of birth and launch a lot of, of projects. Uh, because there was the, the release to do it and the encouragement to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so in a lot of cases, people just, just stepped out and, and tried some new things. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a, a theater group that was born out of that. There was a, a, a dance team that was born out of that. We had a comedy troupe yeah. that was born out of all of that. And, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of different things. Here's the thing, like, we've, we've talked about these seven spheres of society that the, that the church should really be involved in all of them. It's, it's not just, uh, sermons and Sunday school on Sunday morning and, you know, music on Sunday morning. It's, it's being involved in, in every aspect of life that God has called us into, uh, not just the corners of the world as far as, geographically but the corners of the earth culturally and uh part of the seven mountains or spheres or pillars or whatever you want to call them <laughs> is uh is, is the arts that's right and it, it's it's a way to uh bring change in a community that's kind of unlike any of the others and i think a lot of the conversations around uh how do we how does a community change you know how can we be better how do we advance vibrant communities to leave out the artistic expression and cultural expressions of the people, you're really missing a big piece of the pie. Well, it's a major God gifting, and yeah. and look how powerfully King David used all of that you know, in 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 his ministry. And so I think that emphasis is just 
just wonderful. And, and you know, kudos to those who have the vision to say, wow, there's some talent. There's a God gifting. Man, open it up, let it go. And I think certainly, you know, the, the arts are able to, uh, to say things in, in a way, uh, or in a dimension that, uh, perhaps, uh, just speaking cannot. Uh, and it speaks to a different level, uh, both to our, our kind of our hearts and soul and also to our minds. And um, I, I think that as folks who, who love the Lord and uh, are following the Lord, uh, we have something that, that we can share and we can share through our are what we do from an artistic perspective. And that's not limited. In, in my case, yes, I a lot of the work that I do with Word to Life Theatre Arts as part of YWAM is taking uh, portions of Scripture. I've memorized quite a number of the books of the, of the Bible, and I have created stories around them in which to be able to share the full text of those books, as well as kind of a the who, what, where, why, and when of the stories. Um, but so not, not only... Uh, scripture passages but but other things of that uh where we're going through life where people have encountered uh hope and loss and joy and sorrow and victory and um uh and those types of things where as folks who are connected with the creator of the world we have something that we can say and and hopefully say it in a honest way mm-hmm. and hopefully say it in a way that has some integrity and hopefully say it in a way that the art as well itself is um, is a valid art, art form. And so not to do it uh, half-heartedly, but whether we're painting, uh, sculpturing, whether it's theater, whether it's movement, uh, but really to be the best that we can be in those areas. And so it's not... Uh, a Christian culture art that we are creating, but as artists, what we have to say is stands on par with other folks. But the surpassing thing would be is that uh, we have the Holy Spirit that is hopefully giving breath and life to what we're saying, mm-hmm. and uh, and that goes beyond what you know Aaron and Chris and I as artists can yeah. do. Yeah, sounds like. Psalm 150 had something to do with that. <laughs> and all the different uh, artistic expressions that mm. David talked about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, art gives, I think it gives, um, there's, there's something unnecessary about art as far as what you need to live. You need food, uh, shelter, and water, and you can have all the necessities of life in place, but uh Art is what gives meaning to your life. You know what I mean? There's a there's a way of understanding your story um, when you uh, hear another story, whether it's a fantasy story or a story from Scripture. Um, hearing a good story or experiencing uh, a beautiful piece of art in some way can help you understand your own story and give meaning uh, to that story as well. So in, in today's culture, which is so heavily oriented towards social media and television, which are all pretty much passive audience experiences, John, mm-hmm. uh, any interesting dynamics you've noticed in, in dealing with, with young people? Are they responding well to the live environment? Or for some, is that kind of a foreign thing to deal with? Yeah, as you, as you say, Mike, I think for, for a lot of people, that's true. They're, they are not even exposed to... 
uh, to live theater. And, uh, and so, yes, bringing people into a situation where they are hearing live theater, live stories, uh, good, good stories, good theater has that uh, opportunity to invite people in. And I think, yeah, people are surprised because what ends up happening is they, they do end up seeing themselves in the story, placing themselves in the situation. And, uh, it, it, I think it catches people, um, by surprise a little bit, um, because perhaps again, they're, they're used to situations where people are, are telling them things, um, about what they should or should not do. And so maybe there's not the ownership level, whereas with potentially with a, with a story, with theater, with a good song, with poetry, uh, it allows people to maybe let the barriers down a little bit mm-hmm. and, uh, be, and kind of, uh, it, it kind of glides in before they realize that they have put themselves in that posi- in that story and are identifying with the characters, the situation. Again, even if that particular thing maybe is not something that's happened to them, but there's emotions that we've all experienced. Uh, and and so they're identifying with those things and so uh, you know as i've as i've shared in um as as chris was introducing me as i've shared in whether it's in churches or in schools in prisons community events uh there there is that opportunity to uh communicate at a heart level which i just really yeah. i i really appreciate Two examples, actually, just from this week with John performing around Modesto. He has brought uh, to Modesto a show called Ruth Loss to Redemption, and uh, where where he performs the entire text of the book of Ruth, wow. but also along the way uh, provides uh, the explanation of what's happening in the story. And he wraps it in this element of a father telling the story of Ruth to his daughter. And uh, it's masterfully done and uh, a, a, a great uh, performance. Uh, but two times this week, one, uh, we were at uh, the Tapestry Youth Group that's run by Youth for Christ, uh, which is a, a smaller group, maybe 15 mm-hmm. uh, kids were there. And uh, one of the girls came up after John's performance and she said, that was amazing. I, I've never read Ruth before and I've never really paid attention to it before. But and the other the other thing the other comment that she was saying is everybody was quiet yeah like everybody <laughs> listened and was engaged and 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 all of that and today uh, John performed for uh, the student body of Ripon Christian School and uh, they have a large auditorium so there were three hundred plus mm-hmm. students in this auditorium and John started out with a lapel mic. And uh, so at some point in the performance, his yeah. lapel mic got unplugged. And so here he is in this auditorium. Thankfully, it's built acoustically so that a theatrical voice can carry. But but I actually noticed when his mic went out, the students leaned in. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's that experience of live uh, communication yeah. and, and a storytelling environment where... Uh, you know, kids actually uh, lean in and there's something that kind of calls out to your yeah. heart in that. Yeah. And it's, it's I was going to comment similarly, like the, in an age of uh, social media and, you know, um, very short entertainment pieces, very flashy entertainment pieces available. Six seconds. Six seconds yeah, sometimes. It's really interesting to see how well people respond to the simplicity of a story well told mm-hmm. because he his entire production involves a stool and a piece of cloth and that is all 
that he has for props. That's the entire laser light show. <laughs> that's the, that's the effects budget is all there. So it's just a man on stage telling a story and telling it well. And it's really, really neat to see how people, uh, engage with the simplicity of that. Well, don't you think a, a lot in, in our, especially our church cultures today, sometimes we can allow the technology mm-hmm. to get in the way of the message. You, you know, I mean, it's like when, when you go to a professional production, if you don't really notice the lights, you don't really notice the sound, but you're just drawn in, you know that the sound man and the lighting director have done their jobs. You know, but so time we get so much into the fog machines and it, mm-hmm. it begins to, to detract. So I applaud you for doing that because I think there's a, there's another message of the simplicity of the gospel that's carried, uh, through the simplicity of, of the presentation as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, when I, I started with, um, uh, doing large portions of scripture, the first book that I actually was drawn to was Philippians. Well, actually, I was going to start with Ephesians, but I, I looked at Ephesians and saw that it was six chapters, and I looked at Philippians and saw that it was four chapters. So <laughs> I thought I would go with with Philippians. I, I didn't even know if I could could memorize something, you know, a large piece of of, of text. And so, and not having done any work like that before, I I just set myself a, a goal that I was going to um, memorize a, a chapter a week. And for me, uh, a week was a five day week because that was, it was my, my work that I was doing. And so looked at the first chapter of Philippians and I think there was 30 verses in there. And so I divided 30 by five and I think I ended up with six. <laughs> and so I decided I need to memorize six verses a day. And so that's what I started off doing. So, you know, the first six verses was, was not too bad. But then the second day I had to learn a whole new six verses and then go back and remember the first six verses and go on from there. But that's what I did. I ended up memorizing, uh, the book of Philippians in four weeks, uh, it, three weeks, and then I actually got in, was involved with some other things and then came back and my, my fourth week uh, was a bit later. So uh, I got it done over a period of, of a little bit longer than four weeks, but four weeks of working on it. And uh, now Philippians, I have probably recited, whether it's to an audience or whether it's through a rehearsal process when I'm walking down the street or driving or, you know, whatever it is, I've probably recited Philippians, you know, thousand, a few thousand times. Um, uh, but two things. One, I still get lost when I'm doing it. So I still have to, you know, I still have to really work on it. It's, it's, uh, it just comes down to the repetition of going over and over and over. And secondly, there's always with scripture, uh, there's always that opportunity for me to be learning something new mm. from it. And I find that that's, you know, when, when I'm actually on, on stage, uh, up in front of a group, whether it's an actual group of, of hundreds or whether it's a group of just a, a few people, that as I'm telling the, the story of the scripture, that because I'm wanting to share it at a heart level and not just simply recite or, or even regurgitate these words, I'm trying to think about what I'm saying because I'm wanting it to be a one-on-one experience. The danger of that, of course, is that as I'm thinking about these words and, and saying it, I mean, I don't really know why Paul or James or uh, some of the author, other authors, why they were writing the particular thing they wrote. So if I get too lost in that, I actually get lost in what I'm supposed to say next. <laughs> and so I forget what the, what the next line is. But then what certainly what it does allow, it, it, again, I'm, I'm trying to be honest with it, with the words, with the text. I'm not trying to just spill them out. And, and God is speaking to me through them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philippians being the first um, book that I started with, my, my goal really was to find a way to bring God's word to life. 
It's a word to life. And, and I chose Philippians. As I said, it was a shorter book, but I wanted to present something that, uh, people had read before, but had never maybe read it as a story. Certainly Ruth. And Jonah, which is another story I told, I tell, they are recorded as stories in the Bible. We, we know them and we can tell them and David and Goliath and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Those are stories. That's, those are the ones that we know as stories. But we don't think of Philippians or James or Galatians or Colossians, Ephesians. We don't think of those as stories. And so the challenge for me is how can I present these letters so that people hear them as stories or as letters that were written for them individually. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I've, I've attempted to do. And I think, um, that's accomplished a couple of ways. One is simply by people hearing scripture shared in with some, some energy and some creativity and some eye contact. I think that by itself draws people in. Uh, and then the sort of the, the bigger story that I've written around it to house the, the text that gives it again a bit of that context, a bit of that background, a little bit of characterization I might use. Uh, Aaron was, was talking about, um, my presentation of Ruth, which is, is, uh, very simple on the props. Uh, there's some other stories that I tell like James and, uh, like Colossians where the, the costuming and the props are a little bit more developed. Um, everything, uh, it has to be able to fit in just a couple of suitcases for me to be able to, to take on a, a plane or train or wherever I happen to be traveling to. So it has to be all, all very portable. Um, but whether it's, it's light on costumes or heavy on costumes, props or no props, uh, they're all just, uh, again, uh, different ways for me being able to tell the story. And, uh, if I could play the piano, which I don't, but if I could play the piano, I would probably find some way of pushing a piano out onto the, onto the platform and including a piano into my presentation. So I just kind of pull in whatever, whatever I can that will engage people and captivate people. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, so you've talked about uh, God really causing you to internalize uh, some scripture as uh, as you're reciting it. Let, let me ask you, since you started with Philippians, what, one of the passages in Philippians that, you know, in, in 59 years of being a Christian, I still don't have my head totally around, is is that little passage there in Philippians 4, 6, 7, and such, do not be anxious about anything. I have not mastered that yet. Now, let me just ask, has God given you any insights to that particular passage? Not being anxious about anything. Please let us know. How yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, how so, We're no, really anxious that you tell I, us. I, I know that uh, before any time I get to go up and perform, I become really anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious. Yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously, no, I haven't, I haven't gained that one yet. Um, you know, I, I, again, for me, as I've had the opportunity to to be spending a little bit more time chewing on on some of the passages of scripture and again i'm sort of not looking at the scripture from a so much from a theology perspective uh more from a bigger picture and bigger mm-hmm. feeling perspective mm-hmm. that's i i'm really trying to present it to people so that they they go wow i've never heard scripture like that before they become engaged uh, they leave the time thinking, oh, I would like to actually go and read that for myself. And by, by giving people an opportunity or hopefully the inspiration to grab hold of it personally, then that then allows them to discover what God has to say to them through that. 
So, you know, as we hit specific verses, um, talking about pressing on or not being anxious and so forth. Uh, and, you know, the wonderful thing about scripture is that God is going to say something different to you kind of every Amen. time you read it, right? That's so, right. Yeah. so that's certainly what I discover is that God's saying something, uh, kind of relevant to where you're at, yeah. you know, for that, that particular time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, our, at, at Advancing Environment Communities, we put a lot of emphasis on meeting the needs of the community, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself, meeting mm-hmm. those fe- felt needs. And, and really to me, this is, ju- this is an equally important and, and maybe urgent way to exercise your giftings if you have that gift. Because you are reaching people mm-hmm. at a level that is not just going to happen if you're beating someone over the head with the Bible or you're shouting at them or you're shaking your finger at them. Man, there's a tremendous connection that happens through the arts. Look at Michelangelo. Look at Bach. I mean, mm-hmm. look, look at, look at some of the great uh, uh, artists, musicians, uh, and uh, and actors and actresses of, of all time. Yeah, uh, I think that we can tend to place a hierarchy mm. on ministry yeah. and uh you know there are even just represented in our mission in youth with a mission which is it's a large missionary organization one of the largest in the world um but you could go to one you know just south of fresno there's a youth with a mission team that has figured out that if they can glean culls of apricots and dry them and they figured out how to dry those apricots and, and store them, put them in shipping containers that they can be utilized for nutrition all around the world. Uh, John is in, involved in, uh, theater arts. Uh, here in Modesto, uh, we're working and connecting with the street community. Uh, in San Francisco, they're doing 10 other different things. That's mm-hmm. just in our mission alone. Thinking about the greater body of Christ, there is so much variety and, uh, uh, things to do, uh, in the world that, you know, it's like all of it is needed. All of it is necessary. The, mm-hmm. the thing I was thinking about is you think about missionaries and you think about what missionaries do. Well, uh, you know, missionaries aren't just the people that are, uh, 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 somewhere around the world, somewhere digging wells, and and that is great work. And there are many clean water wells being dug because of missionaries today. But John and what he's doing is digging a different kind of well. That's right. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh, searching for the goodness uh, in other places that that can come out and bless the community around. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, very important work. Yeah, there's a um, <clears throat> reminded me of uh, we we do our ministry on South Ninth Street. And uh, we feed people and give them coffee and stuff to drink and sort of make a an atmosphere where people can feel welcome. And uh, on Fridays, we have uh, bread that people take. And a few months ago, we had the opportunity for a couple of musician friends of ours, uh, Bradford Loomis and Beth Whitney, who performed together as a band called The Banner Days. And they did a little concert on South 9th Street as part of our cool. cafe. And... Again, sort of the, what I was trying to get at, um, that, you know, there's not a need for music on South 9th Street. But when you see people listening to these artists perform mm-hmm. these songs and how people were just soaking it up, their souls were so hungry for that kind of beauty. That was feeding a place in their soul uh, that is rarely even touched. And, uh, yeah, beauty, art, storytelling, it's all so... 
desperately needed by the human spirit. So, <clears throat> and I appreciate your comment, Chris, about there being no hierarchy. I yeah. mean, you know, God has blessed us with certain aptitudes, with certain giftings, and and the call is to go out and use them. You know, yes. and, and we just and, and so you know, just as important to bless the businessman or businesswoman. You are a minister in your marketplace. We're going to equip you. You're blessed. And now you're affirmed to go out and do it. You're released to go out and do it. Same thing with the arts as a musician, as an actor or actress, uh, as a composer, whatever it might be, uh, as a dancer. You know, so, so important. As a comedian. Absolutely (laughs) right. And, uh, so I, I think, you know, as, as those of us in church leadership have to be aware of the need for that blessing and release at all levels of gifting. Mm-hmm. And there are no hierarchies. God's in all of it, and he's mm-hmm. going to reach d- different people through through different modes. So, John, do you have a, a favorite? I mean, of all these things you've memorized and, and performed, do you have any just favorite one or two passages <laughs> that just minister to you on a continual basis uh, no, it, it probably whichever one i'm going to be presenting next <laughs> yeah so um but you know in a lot of ways uh the exciting thing for me has been uh because i am um self-directed let's say uh, and in other words i'm getting to choose the material that i'm doing and, yeah. and it comes about through uh, maybe I'm, yes, in church on a, on a morning and someone is sharing something and they've maybe shared some scripture and I, it, it caught and I look, oh, and go, oh, I'd love to share this. And so inspiration may have come from there. It may have been from a song that I heard, um, which made reference to a, you know, a situation or a particular event. And I draw from that, or it may have simply been from some time when I've been, been spending reading the Bible and something speaks to me and I, I choose, you know, to, to share. But in either, in whatever the, wherever the source comes from, uh, and then I get to share it. Then it's, again, it's a new discovery for me mm. as I'm working on the text. And, uh, so typically my way of doing it is once God has kind of me, kind of led me to where, whatever book I'm supposed to be working on next, uh, then I spend, uh, some time. I kind of maybe spend like a month just simply reading through, just reading through the text every day, not, um, trying to fully understand all the intricacies of it or memorize or anything just just to read through it so i just read read it over and over and over again for for maybe a month and then i start in the memorization process and then after having memorized it uh then i'll try and write the story that goes around it i try not to write the story before i've i've really kind of got the text within me because i'm not wanting to predetermine where it's supposed to go I, i'm wanting to leave room for god to show me where i'm exactly. you know how i'm supposed to create this thing and and so uh you know so for me in some ways which is my favorite you know performance or 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 scripture uh they're kind of all favorite to me in that they all um have spoken something different to me sure and certainly there's some that um are easier for me to present and uh that uh that i uh have uh have are, are, are a little bit more fun for me to present but I think they all, uh, they all, you know, I'm working, my, my new piece that I'm working on is, uh, Titus. Titus is a very short, uh, letter. It's only three chapters, but the chapters themselves are only, uh, you know, uh, 12 or 13 verses or whatever they are. So it's a really short piece. And, uh, but, uh, he's speaking a lot, of course, in, in Titus. He's speaking to, uh, Paul is writing, 
uh, to Titus, who's on the island of Crete. And he's really speaking about how to help develop a good, solid church leadership amongst the, 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 the new planted church. I'm gleaning from that for me is, uh, he's talking about how to, for us, not just leadership, but for all of us, how to, to be mature Christians. And one of the words that, uh, that, that he keep, that's keep, is repeated often is re- in self-control. And he talks about self-control, self-control. And, uh, and if we kind of take a look around at what's, uh, happening in, you know, in our community today or around the world in this past week, and we see some of the situations we face, and okay, we say, well, how would self-control have made a difference in those situations? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if uh, if people were to um, to to you know let that control govern their life, and of course, we realize that when we're talking self-control, it's actually a spirit control. It's it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that can we can invite in to govern us. Because by default, if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to develop, to, to lead us, then there's other forces that are happy to, to, to step into that void. And so it's really the question is, who are we going to give that control to? Hmm. And I think that, uh, that God's love for us with his arms stretched out towards us is, is him saying, Hey, I'm, I'm wanting to walk with you. And, and so the, the control is not from a, uh, a, a negative perspective where we become uh, kind of robots where we don't have free choice in it, but it's kind of a, for me, it's this inviting of a partnership or, you know, what I really see with, with how Chris and Aaron serve with Waiwa Modesto is this community. And so, so I think that self-control speaks towards community. And so mm-hmm. how I'm going to develop this into a piece in Titus, I'm not sure exactly. I've got the three chapters memorized for the most part. Um, and so now, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to write the story. I don't know when it's going to be finished or who I'm going to get to share it to. Um, but this is kind of what God is speaking to me through that right now. So uh, if you're not going to brag on yourself, so I'll brag on you a little. Uh uh, if you could just uh, recite the three chapters of Titus right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, how many how many books have you memorized? Yeah, I the I think Titus is going to be my twelfth presentation, and my presentations are about forty minutes long. Um, three of the presentations are not. Uh, Full complete books of the Bible, books, complete yeah. books, right? Yeah, so I, I have a, I have an Easter presentation that I do. It's called, uh, Alive, the Easter Report. And it, it, it takes all the story that we know of the events surrounding the, the seven days leading up to the crucifixion and afterwards. Um, but it ties it together with some other story as well. Same thing with my Christmas presentation. And, uh, and I have a presentation that's called Encounters Changed by Jesus. And that just tells a story of, of a few individuals that we come across in the Gospels who, after they spent time with Jesus, whose lives were changed. So that encounter changed them. So, uh, you know, aside from that, I think there's uh, seven or eight other books or something that I've, that I've, I've memorized. And, as well as many Psalms. And many Psalms and some other portions of scripture as well. So, um, but the key is to keep going over them because I keep forgetting them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so John, I'm sure people who are, are listening are going, wow, 
I'd like to find out more about what John is. How can people get a hold of you, or do you have a website? Uh, how, how can people find Yeah, absolutely. Out? So my website is wordtolife.ca, so uh, W-O-R-D-T-O-L-I-F-E, wordtolife.ca. And um, uh, they can get information about what I do there. Of course, they can con- connect with, with Chris and Aaron with YWAM Modesto, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, ywammodesto.org. And, uh, and they will be able to connect, uh, them in as well that way. Uh, you know, I think for, again, in regards to the wonderful thing about scripture is that it's a, a text there for, for all of us. And, uh, I just, uh, you know, often if I have an opportunity at the end of my uh, presentations, my performances, depending where it are, it is, I, I, I try to put out this little scripture memorization challenge to people, uh, but it's, it's not so much about them memorizing scripture. It really is about them uh, kind of uh, jumping in or diving into a, a good chunk of scripture, certainly through, through Sunday school or vacation Bible school or maybe different Bible uh, studies or even um, kind of topical studies that we've done. Often there is scripture memorization that's involved in that. We tend to memorize, you know, one or two verses here and another verse here that kind of supports the theme of what we're studying, which is very valuable. Super valuable is is learning a whole passage of scripture that get, puts it in context. Yes, right. And you know, whether it's ten verses or twenty-five verses, uh, whether it's a favorite psalm, whether it is a uh, you know a story as we read it in the Old Testament, whether it's a portion of, of Romans or, or something, uh, you know, one of the gospels, even one of the you know, a couple of the parables. I, I think that once we step in and sort of take ownership where I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And your word is a light, a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. All of a sudden, again, there's something that supernatural, I think, happens because we're we're inviting that community of the Holy Spirit to be to be walking along with us. And uh, you kind of never know when God is going to bring that up for you to affect your own life, or maybe to affect somebody else's life. Absolutely, yes. Uh, I. <clears throat> want to affirm you in in that and go back to an error that a lot of people tend to make and that is text proofing uh you know mm-hmm. pulling pulling a, a verse out here or there and yeah. and making it fit cherry picking chair, yeah <laughs> uh and it's so important important to have that contextualization going on and and understand why these statements were, were made and what was going on around that time and, and getting those verses before and after is, is certainly part of that. Curious, John, uh, what, what type of uh, feedback do you get from, uh, from folks after your performances? I think that, again, as I've shared, I think for a lot of people, it is uh, some, that feeling of they've never, they've never heard scripture like that before. And, uh, and, and again, it's just simply because it's, it's being presented with some, some energy, energy behind it. Um, you know, I've had, as I said, I've had opportunities to share in prisons. And uh, again, for a lot of the guys or the girls I'm sharing with, they, they all of a sudden realize that there are stories um, that that God has written. They don't necessarily see it that way. But they, you know, there's stories, words in the Bible, which they have maybe all always viewed as a separate text from their life, that all of a sudden it has meaning for them. And, uh, and so that for me is, is, uh, is a value again, where it, I've been able to invite or given people that opportunity for them to, to be inspired by the scripture itself. 
You've also gotten some interesting feedback during your performance on at least one occasion. Yeah. Chris, mm-hmm. you, could you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, uh, John was performing at uh, New Hope Christian Fellowship, the congregation that I attend. And uh, we had old man Sam, who has since gone on to be with the Lord. But uh, during John's performance, I forget which one you were doing. This would have been like one of his first performances. <laughs> I think, years ago. But, uh, uh, you know, John's performing and old man Sam goes, I just as soon hear Ken preach <laughs> our pastor. Uh, so that was fun feedback. You know, <laughs> what's funny, you know, the, the ministry is called Word to Life Theater Arts. And, and it is funny, like in more than once uh, uh, traveling around the area with John and having him perform, I hear people come up afterwards and say, wow, that was really neat. It's like you you brought the Bible to life. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what it's called, word. <laughs> what a concept. That's yeah. the name of it. Yeah, uh, often people are are quite taken aback. They they sort of don't know what to expect at first. Like like our the performance Monday night for Tapestry, uh, uh, the leadership there was uh, uh, visibly... Uh, shaken by what had happened because it, it in a took, good way. In a good way, yeah. It had taken him by such surprise yeah. at, at the the simple just goodness of it. Yeah. It's really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Got a wonderful website there, John. I'm, I'm kind of looking at it as, <laughs> as we're talking here. And it looks like you can get DVDs, right? Yes, yeah. I have uh, DVDs of uh, I think six of my uh, presentations. I have uh, that I have, and I have audio CDs of all eleven that I have currently. Uh, but again, I'm 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 way better live. Oh, so, yeah. so it's like, like any theater, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really geared towards me being there. And whether that's at a, you know, a retreat or a, a Sunday morning or a, a small a, group, a small group mm-hmm. uh, youth group, uh, another kind of event, just, just being there. I think it's, it's, it's really meant any good story theater is meant to be heard live. So yeah. that's, that's really what you want. And if I could Absolutely. throw in a little plug, uh, we still have an opening, uh, this yeah. week. Actually, uh, we don't have anything scheduled for Saturday. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is, well, what, uh, what's the date today? This is the 18th of November. So, uh, Saturday, we don't have anything scheduled and we're still looking for, if there's a congregation that would like John to come on Sunday morning, uh, to present, we're open to that. Oh yeah. I would love, love to be there. How would they contact you, Chris, for that? Uh, well, you can call me. <laughs> how, how do they call you, Chris? <laughs> 209-404. <laughs> Four zero two seven. So yeah, that would be a, a contact for John Wason. Or you can uh reach us through ywammodesto.org. And just a reminder, John's website, word to life dot C A. is that for Canada? That is for Canada, Canada. that's correct. Is it, you know my synapses aren't totally uh, not firing <laughs> anymore. I kind of figured that out. I knew it wasn't California. Wordtolife.ca. Again, uh, John's materials are there. And uh, if you're listening locally and you have the opportunity where uh, John could uh, bring his wonderful God gift to you, uh, please uh, let Chris know, and, and we'd be um, we'd be happy to uh, connect you with that. John, as we, as we close here, what encouragement would you give to young men or women? Maybe coming out of high school and they're, they've, they do have that talent. What encouragement would you give them to, hey, just 
fully follow the gifting God has given you. And that's it. I would say that, uh, you know, I, for me, I found that, uh, the, that God really does want to give us the desires of our heart. And for, you know, for, you know, when we look and see how we are wired, the things that really kind of excite us, that we're passionate about, that we find uh, joy in doing, uh, if we are able to, uh, to pursue those, to kind of get the best training that we can get, which, uh, unfortunately often maybe means that we're not getting that training within a context of being alongside other people who follow the Lord, uh, but that may be necessary to get the best training that you can get sure. and uh, to be continually just saying, okay, Lord, how, how can you use me in this situation? And, and as, as Chris shared, I, for me, that doesn't mean that people therefore then need to be called into some form of full-time Christian work or ministry. I mean, we, Aaron and Chris and I have the privilege of being able to serve with Youth with a Mission, which really means that we have a, a team of supporters behind us that assist us financially in being able to do this, which allows us to, to serve on Ninth Street or in my case to visit prisons or churches or whatever and do what we do. Uh, but I think for, for other, for other folks who are, um, have been called into whatever the marketplace is, whether they are, um, are scientists or whether they are teachers or whether they are tradespeople, whatever the case is, for, for me, I would say just go for it, do it the best that you can do and just be asking God every morning as you get up, God, how are you going to use me mm-hmm. this day? Absolutely. Amen. And I'm thinking too, uh, John, one thing that I would just like to encourage young people to do, if they've got the talent, our entertainment industry needs men and women of God. Yes. And, sure. you know, the, this, uh, I, I think it's a lie, unfortunately, that's perpetrated is you're not really doing ministry, you know, unless you're doing it full time under a missionary organization. No, 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 no. No, if you name the name of Jesus Christ, you are an ambassador for Christ. You are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and you are a minister in your marketplace. And I, I think we just need to encourage young people to pursue the entertainment industry if, if they've got the talent, because we need the script writers, we need the producers, we need the yes. actors and actresses, we need the uh, musicians, we need the network executives, not to shove the gospel down people's throats, but to be salt and light in that industry yes. and start building relationships. I mean, to me, there's nothing more powerful than being able to, uh, you know, sit beside someone who needs to know Jesus in the entertainment industry, and they may just be totally... Uh, off, off kilter, but man, they need your relationship. That's right. So, t- so two words would be, uh, discipleship and transformation. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we have people that are just caring people, uh, the same as, as we need on, on Ninth Street with the Ninth Street Cafe that Chris and Aaron run, who are willing just to go and sit and listen within every industry, including the entertainment industry, if we have genuine people, caring people who are part of that industry, whether it's from scriptwriters down to, to the sound and props people on productions who are genuine, trustworthy, faithful uh, people, that that will be your witness and that will be your opportunity to speak into the lives of others uh, because you're simply a a valuable, good person, person of integrity. Yeah. And I would like to get to know you. Yeah, in Ephesians, uh, uh, Paul says that the church is the fullness of Jesus mm-hmm. whose nature it is to fill every part of everything yeah. or all in all. Yeah. And so that is the that is the... The really the charge of the church is that we are to express the fullness of who Jesus is, filling in 
the cracks of everything, right? Going into every part of everything. So every sphere of society, every little part we can get in education, arts, entertainment, uh, sports, media, all of it. Education, to be justice. In, yeah, all of yeah. it. And uh, just go in there and fill that thing with the nature of Jesus. That's right. Amen. Chris, Aaron, any last thoughts before we go today? I- Go and create uh, whatever it <laughs> I is love you that. do. <laughs> Go create something good. God did something like that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he called it good. <laughs> Amen. <right. laughs> Chris, uh, thank you so much for introducing uh, John to us yeah. and, and opening up his world to us. Aaron, thanks so much for being with thank us. You. Thank you, friends, for joining us here on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. And just a reminder, if you want to find... More about what John is doing and uh, have some samples there of his wonderful work. Website is wordtolife.ca. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, and may God bless you all.